Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I want to talk about setting boundaries. You know, as I've launched my business, I've encountered some different areas that I didn't have a set plan. I didn't have anything in place. And it made me feel very frustrated. And at times I felt burnt out. And at other times, I felt scared that I was going to lose clients. And it was all because I didn't have a system in place, a game plan. And we all need to be creating these boundaries. Now, if you're an employee, you should be knowing what your employer has set in place. And hopefully, they do have a system for when situations arise. Because let's face it, you know, in this industry, we can't please everybody. And sometimes, Unfortunately, people take advantage of us, but if we have boundaries in place, it's going to set us up for success. Not to say that you'll ever encounter these situations, but at least if you have a game plan of, okay, what happens when Mary does this or this happens in my business? We just need to think ahead and create like that safety net if anything was to happen. And I think it's just best for business to have these game plans. It's part of as an entrepreneur, your business plan to have these boundaries in place. So I created some 10 areas that I think that we should have some type of system, um, a written system that is going to be good for your business and, and for you and for your clients and also good for your team too. And if you are an entrepreneur that has a team, it's really important that you share these systems with them so everybody's on the same page of How do you handle these situations? So boundaries. I mean, do you have boundaries in your life? I'm sure you do, right? A quote that I really love from Brene Brown is, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. It's about informing other people of what is acceptable to us. And I think that is just just so important for business. Another quote that I really love is, people learn how to treat you based on what you accept from them. And I believe, especially as like a salon owner, a a salon suite owner, having those boundaries in place are super important because when you're wearing all the hats, you're all on your own, I do feel like people are texting you at all hours of the night, people asking you to squeeze them in. There's just so many things that cause that frustration and that burnt out feeling. So today I challenge you to let go through these of your business and create a system, create a plan. 
All right, so let's dive on in. Let's talk about this. All right, the first one I wanted to talk about is returns. Most of you, and I hope all of you, are selling retail. It's a huge portion of our business that is going to create more loyal clients and also as an insurance package of the hair that we created for them or the facials that we're doing or or whatever service you're doing. Maybe it's lash extensions, hair extensions. So people are purchasing products. But here's the situation. What if they don't like it? Do you have a return policy in place? What happens if they don't like it? Are they able to return it whenever? Do they get their money back? Do you have store credit? You have to create a system based on what works good for you. I know at least the manufacturer that we use, they have a money back guarantee on their products. However, I really want my guests to be using the products immediately. I don't want them to put it underneath the sink and forget about it, one, because products do have an expiration date. And two, if we've created something new with their hair, or maybe let's say they have a skin challenge, I want them to use that right away because we want to see the results. And so we want to create that importance to them. So maybe you should be creating something in your business that says within this time frame, after using the product, if you're unsatisfied, you can bring you can bring it back to our business and we will give you your money back. Or after a certain period of time, we'll give you store credit for different products. I mean, we want our guests to be happy and they may not always like that product and they work hard for their money too, just like you do. And so we want our clients to be happy and love the products that you have. And if you create a scared feeling that, ooh, what if I don't like this? I can't return it it might minimize your chances of creating that sale. So it's good to have a return policy in place. Also, where are you going to put these policies? Is it going to be on your website? Is it going to be um, written over by the checkout counter? You need to make sure that people know what that return policy is. You know, maybe as they're purchasing, let them know, you know, all sales are final or please return this product after two weeks if you're unsatisfied. Just let them know. And I think that's really important to have that honest communication and open communication with your client so they feel more trust between you. It's a great way to have a long-lasting relationship with them. So the first area to set your boundaries, a system, is returns. The next one is redos. Okay, I'm sure a lot of you have had your uh, fair share of redos, especially if you're newer into this industry. And I will say, and I'm, I'm humble by this as well, that I still get redos now and then. And it, it, you have to just be okay with that. And you have to figure out where did I go wrong? You know, yes, we can't make everybody happy. Sometimes people just sit in your chair or lay on the table and they're just always unsatisfied. So that is a big red flag right there. And you might want them to maybe sign a contract prior to them getting a service if they're a new guest and they're always unsatisfied with every single service they've ever had in the past. Um, but when it comes to the redos, what is the boundaries there? You know, like what if you do Mary's hair exactly the way that you she's asked it, asked it to get done and you nail it. But what if she comes back, you know, 
back to you a week later and says, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want it dark. I, I want more highlights in it. Is that a redo? Do you charge her for that? What is that expectation there? And do you tell your client during the consultation about that? Now, if you're unsatisfied with this service or what we've done today, you have this time frame of letting me know that I need to redo something or adjust something for you. You know, I think that there's there's areas such as like, you know, if you need to just trim up a little on one side, if one side was a touch longer, if the bangs felt a little uneven, you know, simple things like that that may not take a lot of time. I do believe it goes a long way when you're able to just adjust the areas that they're not 100% satisfied with. However, what is the boundaries when it's something completely new and completely different? Having a system in place and the redo area is super important and it's going to build more trust and value to the relationship with the guest as well. And I believe that you have to have that upfront conversation with them. I would say even during the consultation, at least before they leave, make sure that they know. If you're unhappy, please let me know in you know, two to three days. That way, if we need to adjust anything, we can do that. So redos. Now, the third one is refunds. What happens if somebody wants a refund from their from the service that they have received? This is a a topic that really really can make us feel upset as creatives because we oftentimes take it so personal. You know, when somebody's not satisfied with our work and especially if they're like I just want my money back, oh it's like a stab in the chest about it. But don't get frustrated. I want to encourage you all to just make sure that you have a policy in place about getting about returning money to a guest. I do believe that you have to have a very clear policy, a written policy about refunds. Like how many weeks is it? What is your policy for the refund? You know, I do believe if you have something set in stone for when it comes to redos or when you have a first-time client, I would highly suggest to reach out to that client the very next day. You can do it text message. You can do it phone. I do feel like it goes a really long way to say, you know, hey, Mary, thank you so much for coming in to our salon. I really appreciate your business. I just wanted to follow up and check up on you and see if you are satisfied with your service and if you have any concerns or questions. This gives them an opportunity to say yes or no and gives them the opportunity to voice their concerns. I think that it's such a great way to do business because it shows them that you truly do care and it wasn't just a transaction for you. And by having a solid plan in place is really going to help protect you because what happens if Mary comes in and you do her hair exactly the way that you um, decided what would be good for her and what she was wanting as well. You met her expectation of that. But let's say she got home and her boyfriend or husband decided that they didn't like it. Now all of a sudden she's upset and maybe is wanting her money back. For whatever reason a client will say that they want a refund, have some boundaries around this area because 
the last thing that you do want to do is give them their money back. You want to be able to create that space and opportunity that they can come back into the salon and feel safe about that and that you want to hear their concerns and see if there's any way that you can have the opportunity to make it right. I'm sure most of us don't intentionally try to do something that's not good for our client's skin or hair, but some clients just are not satisfied people, but you don't want to get in a habit of constantly just refunding somebody because now you're out of that money. You're also out of the time that you did already spend on that client. And then who's to say that they're not going to turn around and write you a bad review? Now you're just like a lose-lose situation. And yes, you don't want clients like that for sure. And that would probably be the ultimate worst scenario. But these are the things that could possibly happen in business. And this is why we need to come up with some type of policy to protect ourselves and to keep things consistent. Um, I remember a long time ago when I first launched my bridal business, I had one of my artists do makeup on a bride and a full month later, the bride came back and said, I want my money back. I don't want to get my services done with this person. A whole month later, you know, so (laughs) situations arise and, you know, when it, for that particular client, I didn't give her money back and she did write us a bad review, but you know, at the same time we have, we have over 50, uh, five star reviews. So, you know, it's a wash. It, it's fine. And I think that it was just a really good learning experience of, well, we got to set some boundaries here because we can't have a client, um, come back a full month later and all of a sudden say, oh, they changed their mind. They hated the service. They want their money. They want a full refund. Like that's just not, um, it's not fair for your business. So really have something strong and solid in place and keep it consistent. You know, I definitely would encourage you for a first time guest or a guest that's doing something really new and different, reach out to them the very next day via text, via email, via phone call, however, get back in touch with them. Let them know, thank you so much for your business. I know that we changed up this, that, and the other for your service. I just want to follow up with you, see if you have any questions or concerns, and make sure that you're satisfied with your service. That way, if they do come back a month later and say, I want my money back, you can say, well, I I did reach out to you and you did say you were satisfied. So you just need to have something really strong in place and it has to just work for you, however you feel that is. And make sure that um, that they that they know that it's very clear. I definitely would not do anything over text message for somebody who is um, concerned with a service. We definitely are in this age where texting is the main way of communicating with one another. But sometimes, I'm going to say it all the time, it's best to just speak on the phone and then any way possible, get them back into the salon so you can really talk face to face and figure out what is this, what is the situation, where did we go wrong, where was the miscommunication that happened, and how can I make this right, and really come at a place of compassion with them. Okay, so the fourth one, available 24-7. Now, this can happen once somebody knows what your Instagram account is, your Facebook account, they have your text message. I mean, I can't tell you how many people will contact me at 2 a.m. and think, thinking about their hair. Um, 
And I would definitely recommend do not respond right away because they're going to be expecting you to always be responding at 2 a.m. when Miss Mary is thinking about getting her hair cut. Just don't do it. Create some boundaries around the time that you're available. Um, You could even have an auto text message go back out that says, you know, I'm unavailable at this time. Um, If you need to get a hold of me, I am available from 9 to 5 or whatever hours that you want to be available for. Even on like your voicemail as well, you know, let them know how soon you'll get back to them. Um, And you don't have to respond right away to emails, right away to phone calls. I would definitely suggest that within 24 hours to get back to a client and maybe even um, more like two days for an email. Um, but just create that consistency and create a boundary about not being available 24-7. And I'm really speaking to salon suite owners especially about this because I know that so many of us are um, texting back and forth and you know, at all hours of the day, all, all hours at night, I would just really close that gap and just make sure that they understand and that they know um, and just be direct with them and honestly you don't have to be mean about it but I do think that you know if somebody is constantly like texting you let's say at 2 a.m maybe even just I would even go the distance and say you know hey I understand that you're that you're concerned about getting in for a haircut I just want to let you know that I'm only re- responding to text messages during this time frame and I would like if you could just text me as well during those times frame that time frame as well Um, and create that boundary. And I think that is just super important for building good relationships with your clients and letting them know, this is my available times. I mean, how many of us have been getting those messages at 2 a.m.? I definitely get a lot of DMs as well, direct messages. Those also be responding to them within 24 hours. Make sure that you're checking all of your inboxes. Um, And I would have boundaries and set, you know, are you going to be checking everything during the morning hours or at nighttime hours? You know, have a time frame built in for yourself as well. Otherwise, how many of you are checking your phone constantly, looking at your emails, checking your text messages, trying to be as diligent as possible about getting back to them ASAP? Create some boundaries because you definitely will feel very burnt out and abused. Okay, let's move on. No call, no show. Yes, this happens to all of us. And yes, this is so rude, especially if you have a booking system that will text and email them a reminder about their appointment. Some of the systems also will ask you to confirm your appointment and they still don't call and they still don't show up. What is your boundaries with this? Do you create, do you hold their card on file? Do you charge them 50% or a full percentage of the service that they're going to be receiving. If you have somebody who's constantly no call, no show, I would most likely say that you're not able to get them in anymore because they're taking up time on your book when you can be getting somebody else in and making money. If you have a guest that is a three-hour gap on your book and they don't call, don't show up, it's very difficult then to fill that three-hour gap that that client had with somebody on your waiting list because if that client is not, that client on the waiting list is not in the area, then they may not be able to get there soon enough 
for you to take a different guest. So create some parameters around this no call, no show. Um, I'd say maybe the first one, I'd let it slide, maybe even let them know, hey, I, I understand and I know that you were able to come to your last appointment. I didn't hear from you. I just want to let you know that this is our policy um, in the future moving forward. So if that does happen again, unfortunately, I'm going to have to charge your, your card 50% or whatever your policy is. Um, and I definitely would say, you know, after three times of somebody no calling and no showing, I definitely would say, you know what, I don't think that this is a good fit for us because that it's just rude. It's taking up time on your on your books when you could be getting somebody else in, making money and being profitable. Okay, what about creating boundaries with somebody who's always late? Yes, oh, this is so frustrating. And especially if they're walking in with Starbucks in their hand, right? And we all know that that client that does that to us. Um, and so I have a client that she's always late. She's about 15 minutes late. And it's very, it's rude. It's annoying, especially when you're back to back or you're squeezing her in and you might not have enough time. Um, thankfully, this client does not take me very long because she only has three hairs on her head. Um, however, her excuse every time, oh, the traffic, oh, you know, it's the same story over and over. But let's create some boundaries around this. After 15 minutes for me, I say, you know what, we're going to have to reschedule. And then I would probably say if this happens, you know, if it happens two, three times, is this really the type of client that you want to fill your books with? I mean, how many of those clients that are coming in late can you really afford to take? So if somebody is just, they're not showing up, they're not calling, they're always late, you don't want clients like this filling your books. So creating a tight boundary in this area and informing them, letting them know, hey, you know, after 15 minutes, if you're not able to to be able to be here, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to take you um, as, as a client, you know, maybe even strategically book them where it's like the last person of your day or something. Um, but I definitely would be very honest and have this upfront conversation with them if that happens. So have a policy in place for those who are late. Number seven, discounts. There are some people that are always wanting a discount or something on sale or something for free. Be very careful and create some boundaries around this because then people start expecting discounts all the time. Oh, remember last time you gave me that free treatment? Can you do that again for me? Or if you given them 20% off a product, but you're not doing a promotion this month, can I get 20% off again? You have to create boundaries. If there's no scarcity of when your discounts are eligible, then they're then they just feel like they always deserve that discount. A discount should be something special, whether you're trying to promote and increase a certain type of service, whether that's conditioning treatments or lash lift or whatever services that you're trying to um, do more of and introduce clients into, just make sure that there's boundaries around how often are you creating those discounts. I do believe that having like a marketing calendar of like monthly discounts is a great way to set yourself up for success, whether you're trying to promote different products or push different um, categories of the products that you have or certain services that are a really great add-on. It's important to be generous, but just 
be careful because you don't want to get taken advantage of. And that's what really can cause that burnout feeling. Um, and we did, uh, I did a podcast uh, a few episodes ago about pricing and discount strategies. I highly recommend checking that one out if this is you, if you're constantly discounting people and giving things away for free. Yes, I love that you're so generous, but you know what? You're not in this industry to be a volunteer. This is not a hobby. This is a career. You need to make money and you need to make a living. So just be very careful of how often you're discounting and stop giving everything away for free just because you like them. Okay, number eight, squeezing in clients. There's always that guest that wants to get in in that very last minute. We need to create boundaries in squeezing in clients. If you're always able to squeeze her in, then there's no demand for her to be rebooking. And rebooking is so important because it's going to build your books faster and stronger. It's going to be more predictable of what your income will look like for that week or every other week. Um, However often you're getting paid or paying yourself. If you're able to squeeze them in all the time, then they think that you're always available and open for them. So this is when she's constantly texting you at 2 a.m. Hey, get me in at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So this is an area that we really need to tighten up the reins of how we allow this to happen. So if that guest is always like, oh, I just need to get in, and you know, yes, I don't mind squeezing people in for like a bang shrimp, something that's going to take me maybe two minutes, that I don't mind. That I will squeeze people in just because I'm able to do that. But a full service, let them know that, you know what, I'd love to squeeze you in however I would I need you to rebook your appointments in the future that way I can spend the proper time on your service to make sure that it's high quality. If you're always squeezing in clients, you might be jipping them out of that nice head massage or the massaged facial portion or massage during the mask of the facial. So, if you're squeezing people's in, people in your books, This is probably going to shorten the service time. You're probably going to be in a rush. You're squeezing them in between other clients. Maybe somebody's processing, but you're making them wait longer. It's not fair for them either. And it's not going to be good for your business in the long run. So be very careful about how often you're accepting people to be squeezing in. And if you have that one client who's always wanting to get squeezed in, just let them know the importance of why it's important that they rebook on your schedule. Like, look, Mary, I know that you have a busy schedule and I want to make sure that I give you an amazing service. So I unfortunately, I'm not able to squeeze you in um, as much as I know that you really enjoy that last minute. But we, we need to create a little bit more consistency here because I know that's what this service is going to require. And I want to be able to give you the best service possible. Make sure that they understand the importance of Rebook. It's going to be better for your business in the long run. Next, new guests. What is your policy? If you have a new guest, make sure that they understand how you operate business. You know, if you want them to Rebook, purchase products, um, what your return policy is, what your redo policy is, make sure that they're well informed of how you operate business. You know, so if they don't rebook, is she just going to think, well, how do I get a hold of you? Texting. We text earlier, so I must be able to text her and I can text her whenever because I'm an, a night owl and at midnight it's fine if I want to talk about my hair color at midnight, right? No, we need to 
rein that in. So for new guests, just let them know that how you want to, how you operate your business, you know, you know, Mary, I understand this is your first time here. So I just want to let you know a few things about how I do business. Um, I only guarantee my services when you purchase products from me and you're using the products. If there, if you are ever unsatisfied with your service, please let me know within 24 hours or 40 hours, whatever your policy is, let her know upfront in advance and let her know that this is, this is how you operate your business. This is the quality of the services that she's going to receive, but you have to make sure that she understands here's your boundaries as well. It's going to give you that control that you need to operate a successful, profitable business. So having that conversation during the consultation I think is best that they understand this is how you want to do business and if they have any questions or concerns about that right away have that conversation you want to make sure that you're building your books with clients that respect you respect how you do business and they cannot just walk all over you now number 10 saying no This is probably the most challenging thing as an entrepreneur is saying no. We always want to say yes to everything because we feel like if we say yes to everything, then um, eventually something will stick, right? No, the opposite. If anything, saying yes to everybody, it will leave you frustrated. It's going to leave you burnt out. You have to find what is serving you. What is serving your team? What's serving your business? Is this the proper service for the guest? It's okay to say no. And more, the more no's that you say as well, I think the better that you're going to be feeling. So when that client's like, ooh, I can't get in at all during those hours. Can you just come in earlier? Are you able to stay late? Are you able to squeeze me in? Um, be comfortable with saying no and letting letting them know like why. Ooh, you know, I would love to take you earlier. However, these are the hours that I am working. You know, if you are not building boundaries around your schedule, then people are just going to take complete advantage of that. Like in the morning times, if you're not working, don't you want to take some time and go work out for yourself? Maybe in the morning times, that's when you are spending time with your Uh, kids, getting them ready, you know, and if clients are texting you at early hours of the day, wanting you to squeeze them in, talk about their hair, their skin, whatever, make sure that you create these boundaries because we we are not available 24-7 for them. We're available at these certain hours of these days and that's it, period. And I think that it's really important to just make sure that we say no And if a client is texting us or calling us during hours that we're not operating, don't answer. Don't text back and be okay with that. That's you saying no because you you are not available at that time. And I I believe that saying no to eventually you'll feel empowered by it. And you really have to find out, you know, what is serving your business well. You know, we get asked constantly to be a part of charity events and, um, certain, uh, certain type of, uh, fashion shows or photo shoots, or can you donate a basket? Can you donate services? It's okay to say no. I would, I would rather you pick and choose what's really important to you and that's it. And everybody else that comes to you and says that they want this or that, just say no. (laughs) So, and, and I believe that it's, it's good because this gives you the opportunity to start to create self-awareness, self-respect. You're respecting your time. You're respecting your business. And 
you have to teach your clients of how you want to operate your business. So, and I think once you start saying no, you'll start being okay with saying no. All right, so we went through 10 of areas. So we did returns, redos, refunds, available 24-7, I don't think so. No call, no show, so rude. Always late, also rude. Discounting, squeezing in clients, how to explain how you operate business to your new clients, and saying no. I'm very curious which one of these 10 steps you felt like you need to really hone in and figure out how to create the best policy. I'd love to know. You can find me at on Instagram at Jennifer Jade Alvarez. Um, feel free, guys, to also check out my website, www.jenniferjadealvarez.com. And there you will find a ton of different freebies that you can opt in that are going to help you for your business. I'm going to put a blog post up about the 10 steps. That way you can see it in writing and maybe go back and figure out which areas and what which um, areas are you lacking on creating a policy and procedure for your business to set boundaries. Creating boundaries is a good thing. And I think that creating boundaries should be in your business and it should be in your personal life too. So I want to wish you all the best of luck with this. And I hope that you enjoyed this particular episode. And I would love to hear from you. Please leave a review. And if you like this episode, I would love if you would subscribe. So thanks so much for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I will see you next week. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.